Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch old bandit run. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. Welcome into Three Dudes with a View. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. You out there, man? I'm here, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Clayton. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How you doing? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And regular special guest dude on Monday mornings. Um, Carrie Powers, how are you, Carrie? Excellent. Happy Monday. Great to have you live in the studio today. I'm glad to be here. All right. Okay, folks, we've got, uh, at least we've got three special guests and, um, let me, let me just introduce them all and then we'll, we'll sort of start one place and go another. But, uh, first of all, Scott Spicky, uh, our, uh, representative in the Tennessee State House for the. 64th district i think which yeah, that's is, correct yeah basically eastern murray county scott specky welcome good morning everybody all right becca melton spring hill chamber of commerce how are you i'm good thanks for having us and angela uh hart artisan spring hill chamber of commerce how are you doing good how are you all right becca and angela let's let's start with y'all uh, i want to do a deep dive with scott into uh, he is a candidate. He's a he's a friend of the station. Uh, on here regularly, we talk to him all the time. We deeply appreciate his uh, thorough reports from uh, the state capitol as to what's going on there in the legislature and state government. Um, but he is also a candidate for re-election as a Republican nominee for the 64th district this fall. And so I want to come back and do a deep dive with Scott into who he is, where he came from. Uh, what he's accomplished in the legislature since he's been there, what he hopes to accomplish if re-elected, um, and and uh, so we'll just Scott, we'll, we'll when we come, we'll we'll just sort of take it like we've never met you before. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, good deal. All right, Becca Melton and Angela Hardison, you've got something special coming up in Spring Hill. What's happening? So we have our annual Experience Spring Hill event, and we're excited to be back at Summit High School on uh, June 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This is a free community event. It's, it's really the only community event that our chamber puts on, so we're always excited to see the residents. And um, it's an opportunity for them to come meet the businesses. And as everybody knows, uh, those continue to grow and multiply in Spring Hill. So oh, wow. um, it's just a great opportunity for you, for you as a resident to kind of learn what's here in Spring Hill so that you don't really have to go elsewhere for what you need, which is really the whole point of the event. There we go. All right. Summit High School, what day and time? Saturday, June 25th, okay. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This coming Saturday, mm-hmm. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Summit High School, Spring Hill, which is right there in spring hill basically mm-hmm. um 
Angela, what, what can we expect to see when we get there? Oh, my goodness. Well, we have a lot of stuff going on, especially um, for the children. We have a lot of free events, uh, free activities, rather. Um, Joyful Arcade is going to be out there with their um, mobile gaming truck and some virtual reality games. Um, we've got, of course, no event in Spring Hill uh, happens without the Spring Hill Spider-Man. Um, so we have um, that. And we have Bobo the Clown doing face painting. We have... Middle Tennessee Princess, um, we have the Snow Princess coming out. We have a Bouncy House from Inflate the Date. Um, uh, we have all kinds of stuff, um, painting and, and um, you know, just different things for the kids to do. But we also have a golf simulator, so we have things for kids of all ages. Um, so if you want to go practice your swing, um, we have uh, TN Off Golf out there with their golf simulator. Um, we have some food, so we have a lot of restaurants coming out, um, local restaurants. We have the we have Longhorn and Bojangles from Spring Hill. We have Rock the Hill, Tito's Mexican Restaurant. We have Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Andy's, um, Zaz Delights. And, um, of course, we have the T- Tennessee Children's Home out there going to do the fundraising effort for uh, their organization by uh, selling drinks and snacks um, in the food garden area as well. Oh, wow. That's a lot going on, folks. Yeah, and that's above and beyond all the vendors that you'll see. And, and uh, Becca, Angela, the, the idea here is, if I understand it, as a chamber um, promoting Spring Hill, what you're trying to do is to promote the idea that Spring Hill is, um, or, or the, the fact that Spring Hill is maturing as a city, and uh, you can find and shop for and do anything you need to do in Spring Hill without having to leave, basically. Exactly. Yeah, no, we're excited. And Vanderbilt University, um, Vanderbilt Health, actually, is the presenting sponsor again for this event. And they've grown alongside the community, which is great. So you'll get to meet them and learn about all the services that they provide to the area, along with our Gold Level sponsors. We've got Murray Regional Health. Um, who's also grown alongside Spring Hill. And then we've got Liberty Financial. It's kind of a new new, per, new organization in town. You can learn more about their services they provide as a, uh, as a credit union. And also um, we have Williamson Medical. So, again, another great health care provider in Spring Hill. So you'll get to meet them as soon as you walk through the doors in, in what we call Saturn Parkway. Um, and then you'll filter on to Main Street. Um, and yes, it will be crowded, and we hope it'll be crowded, and that lots of people come out. Um, but it'll be uh, air conditioned, so it'll be there nice. You, <laughs> you can wander your so way back. We're, not, we're talking about we're not talking about the Saturn no. Parkway or Main Street. No. You're uh, uh, sort of duplicating or replicating those within uh, the event. Yes, yeah. yes. And then you know everyone filters down to the main gym and the auxiliary gym. We'll have all of those play activities. Angela was mentioning, but the main gym will house majority of our vendors but outside there will be some some opportunities for people of all ages to get out and explore um you know kind of a touch of truck we will have benton nissan have some vehicles out there in walker chevrolet and then of course gm's one of our sponsors you can't do anything in spring hill without having gm there um and so they'll have some of the lyrics out there so if you haven't been able to see them in person which i've spotted a few around town um (laughs) pretty cool they stand out um, you'll get to kind of see those up and close. And the Lyric is the new um, electric Cadillac. Electric Cadillac's pretty, it's pretty specific. There we go. <clears throat> there we go. Yep. Elvis would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, that's, uh, that sounds awesome. Uh, be, now, for more information, ladies, where do you go? 
Um, you're going to go to experiencespringhill.com and just click on that banner at the top. Um, you can find out all the information that we just talked about, as well as maps and parking information. Um, so just you know, head over to that website, and you can find everything you need. There you go. All right, ladies, please feel free to stick around. We'll probably circle back to Experience Spring Hill uh, before we before we go. But right now, Scott Sapecki. Uh, he, he he has been. Let's see, Scott. How many terms have you served as our uh, as Eastern Murray County's two terms? Two terms. Served two terms in the legislature, representative for Eastern Murray County, and uh, your district includes the city of columbia uh all of it now yes yeah there we go and uh and now this fall you are running for re-election uh as the republican candidate for the 64th district house seat in tennessee Uh we got those gremlins again (laughs) um and uh uh, you do have opposition this time around, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, let's just start. Though you, you are a friend of the station, and we really we welcome you every time you come in. And uh, said those thorough reports or informative reports on what's going on in Nashville and Capitol Hill are deeply appreciated. Um, but let's pretend like we don't know you. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, where'd Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Uh, how did you get to where you are today? Well, that's a long story. I'm going to make very short because of time. Uh, I grew well, we, up. We, we got the rest of the hour. Well, uh, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, my mother and father uh, were together their entire lives until they left us. Uh, as many of you know, my mom left us the last uh, second last day of session this year, and I was fortunate enough to be able to recognize her on, on the house floor. Wow. Um, went to the University of Wisconsin on a on a football scholarship. Played baseball and football up there. Graduated with a degree in history, uh, went on to play uh, uh, football for the Bengals and the Vikings, and then uh, that didn't work out, and went on to play baseball, got drafted by the White Sox, played with them for seven years in the minor leagues, made it all the way to Nashville here. Um, if you saw the Nashville Express play Michael Jordan, you saw me play on, on the baseball field. There you go. Uh, spent two years down in Venezuela playing baseball there, and then retired. Uh, I pretty much did everything I could do, and uh, the writing was on the wall for me, went back to St. Louis. Father was in uh, uh, bad health, uh, buried him. At the same time, met my wife from Atlanta, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, spent uh, eight years down in Atlanta, Georgia, driving from Atlanta to southeast Missouri on our farm. We had a big cattle farm up there. And one day my wife looked at me and said, I've had enough because we were driving up every weekend, and we happened to be enough in Nashville. And uh, in 2000, roughly 2001, we moved to Tennessee, and we lived up in, uh, up in Brentwood and saw the Great Recession coming. And so we hunkered down, sold everything, and moved to Spring Hill and met some very nice people. And in 2009, um, if you know me, I was complaining about the way things were. And my next-door neighbor said, I'm tired of you complaining. Put your name on a ballot and go, go and fix it. There you go. And so in 2010, I was elected to the county commission, was chairman for t- two years of the four. In 2014, I ran for county mayor, lost by 117 votes in the primary became chairman of the Republican Party for four years, and then when Representative Butt decided to step down, she endorsed me to replace her in 2018. I've been up there in the General Assembly ever since, representing the people of, uh, of Murray County in Tennessee, and in four years passed 22 bills, most of them dealing in education, uh, trying to turn education around to make Tennessee the best place to uh, educate your children. 
And so now we sit here. I'm a chairman on one of the education committees. Most everything in education runs across my desk. Um, we've done a lot of really, really good things in education over the last four years. I think we're starting to see some of those results uh, start to happen in our school system right now. But the model we have that I have up there in education, and uh, Clay Doggett is the state representative from, from Giles County, and he's on the criminal justice subcommittee, and uh, Chairman Curcio, who's retired, was the chairman of criminal justice. Right. And we made it known up in the General Assembly is our job is to put them out of business. We have to get education performing at such a high level that people just have better options than crime. And if we can do that, the, the billions of dollars that we can save on the back end of trying to help people, if we can put that on the front end in early education, you know, that's been one of my main focuses is early education. You have continually talked about K through 3. K through 3 is where you got to get them and you got to get them early. And if we can get them early and get them interested and educated in, 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 in our school systems, um, I think we can turn turn the state around to where people will not be coming here because we have low taxes or because it's a great place to live or because we have great people and a great business climate. I think people will start to come here because we have the best educational system in, in, in the country, and that's the goal we have up in the General Assembly. There you go. Now, and I, I assume now that you would describe yourself as a conservative Republican. I'm voted up there by Americans for Prosperity and CPAC as one of the most conservative members of the General Assembly. There you go. All right, folks, let's take a break and come back. And uh, Mr. York, Carrie, uh, Clayton, y'all uh, get your questions ready for Scott. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the garbage man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. My name is Sheila Butt, and I am asking for your vote to be the next mayor of Murray County. I believe in our God-given rights and that our Tennessee Constitution is correct in saying that the power is inherent in the people. As your state representative, I stood against egregious government mandates, and I will find a plan for more controlled growth in Murray County. I hope that with your vote for Murray County Mayor, you will stand with me for faith, family, and freedom in Murray County. This ad paid for by the committee to elect Sheila Butt, Jacob Love Chairman. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound up, watch our bandit run. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How are you, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude on Mondays, Carrie Powers. How are you? Excellent. Happy Monday. All right. Great to have you. And uh, let's see. This is Juneteenth, folks. It's... uh, a new federal holiday, uh, and uh, we've had some folks on uh, on Friday on our sister station, 103.7, talking about it. They had a lot of festivities going on uh, this last weekend. I didn't make it. I was out of town, but I'm sure it was a big time. All right. Now, our guest. Uh, first of all, we still have with us from the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce, Becca Milton. How are you? Good. How are you? And Angela Hardison. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. And all right, we're going to keep talking with Representative Scott Specky, but um, y'all feel free to jump in the conversation if you want. Uh, Representative Specky, mm-hmm. 
We're glad to have you. Who's got questions? Miss York? Now, Carrie, you can always talk about education. Oh, I do love to talk about <laughs> education. <laughs> well, jump in. Well, here, let, let, let me let me start off here. All um, right. In, in education, you know, that's one of the things that's been so important to me up there. You get the reports on, on the literacy rates, and they're very troubling, especially after the pandemic when we dropped from 37% down to 28% in third grade. 28% on grade level? You on mean? grade level. Yeah. In middle school, it dropped <laughs> In middle school, it dropped from 31 to 22%. Ooh. High school dropped into the teens. So we came up with, uh, we worked with the governor, uh, the education committees worked with the governor, and we came up with a new literacy plan. And the literacy plan was to go back to what we knew what worked, phonics, teaching kids how to read through phonics in K through 3. Uh, we brought back summer school. And we brought back tutoring, in-year in tutoring, which was very important for these kids, not only for, for getting that extra help, but identifying them early enough that you could get in there and remediate them to get them back up to grade level. And with the new TCAP scores we saw, and a lot of this had to do with us getting our kids back into school for a full year, but they rebounded back to where we were of pre-pandemic levels. Now, that's great. But we still have the work to do moving forward. We've got to break this. We've been, we have never broken 40% literacy in a long time. We've got to break that 40% level. And that's what we're hoping that we do in this year's budget and education. The summer school, the tutoring have now become permanent in the budget. Governor Lee, we worked with the governor to convince him that these are things that have to stay in the budget permanently to help these kids out, especially in early education. Uh, we have put more money into teacher pay with the new funding bill with TISA. You're going to see more money flowing down here to all school systems across the state. A lot of money. Some of the concerns we have, though, is if you are in, and it's one of the reasons why I had some, some, some apprehension on TISA, is if you go back and look at California, you look at Texas, and you look at Florida, those states that have passed this kind of legislation, high-growth counties have been hurt very bad with, 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 with tax increases because our capacity to pay increases so much that a lot of the, the burden shifts to the locals. One of the things that we're going to do, we've already talked about this with the commissioner, is we have to get some safeguards in place for Middle Tennessee. It's growing so fast. And of course, Murray County is a high-growth county. It's, yeah. one, it's, one of the, it's one of the big – well, it is the biggest yeah. in, in the state. The and And we have got to be careful here because the – the economic supports that have been artificially put in place will expire in four years. Scott, I got I got a question regarding the growth and education, like you're talking about. Yes, sir. Go, um, Clyde. Um, obviously, I think I just heard one of, uh, one of the ladies mention that we're the fastest growing county mm -hmm. in the state. Uh, re regarding how we fund building new schools, what are your thoughts on impact fees and and using that as a way to possibly pay for some of this growth. So working uh, this this year, I ran a bill for Murray County to help them impose an impact fee here uh, on, on builders to help generate more revenue to help pay for for growth infrastructure in schools mainly. Uh, the bill failed in, in our in our subcommittee. Um, however, uh, we did have some success uh, uh, back in 2012. Chairman Curcio carried the bill, and he never got a first or second. This year, we got a first and second. We're allowed to to plead our case to, to the subcommittee. But what's really interesting now is uh, uh, Johnny Garrett from Sumner, uh, from Sumner County and uh, uh, some others from Rutherford and Wilson, now they're starting to see some of the same pain that we are. 
And so now it's not going to be Murray County. It's going to be a group of us asking for this, which gives us more ability to pass to pass legislation. Um, we have got to get some type of impact fee for Murray County, and I think the best plan forward going is what we've talked about is we're going to go come at it a little bit differently now. Uh, the County Powers Act enables a county to choose an adequate facilities tax or an impact fee. And back in 2006 when this was passed, we went back and looked at it and did the research on it. They set the impact fee at a dollar per square foot. And we looked at it, and there was no rhyme or reason to it. And 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 uh, Delk is an attorney. The term arbitrary and capricious is a term that they don't like up in Nashville. Right. There, there was no rhyme or reason to the dollar. But what has not happened is since 2006, that dollar has never been adjusted for cost of living or inflation. We're going to go after it to say we're not going to try to make new law, which is very difficult. We're going to just use the existing law and argue that that number is now arbitrary and capricious to 2022-23 levels. And if we can get the, if we can pass this this bill, we're going to run that that dollar will become about two dollars and seventy five cents. Well, the bill that we ran originally was for Murray County wanting three dollars, but now that two seventy five would apply to all counties across the state, which means now Murray County could switch from the adequate facilities, which garners about three million a year, they could now switch to the new impact fee, which would garner about eleven million dollars a year. And that, that money could be used specifically for our schools and education. And I hope that answered your question, Clayton. There we go, folks. That's that's a big issue. So here that fee is imposed on builders. Builders. Yes. Builders. The yeah. ones that are building homes. Getting a lot of money in their pocket from building all these homes that then we're gonna have to support the people that are living in those homes. Just wanna be that, sure that, that like that's correct. Okay. And, and the thing that's that's interesting is um, you know, we are we've we've discussed this up in Nashville about making Tennessee retire Tennessee. For the reason that we're having the problems is if we can, the, the Dell Webb community up in Spring Hill, it's all seniors. There's no burden on our school system here, but they all pay property taxes. So we've got to really take a look at this. And, you know, with the mayor's race coming up, we're going to have a new mayor. That's a guarantee uh, at the county level. Uh, we're going to have most new commissioners coming on level. School board could could be totally flipped over. We have got to have people working not only at the state level. I'm looking for infrastructure grants. Um, Highway 7 going north, I think six miles of new pavement. Uh, Spring Hill, Saturn Parkway was just repaved. They're working on designs for Beechcroft with all the new building going out there. We just saw the new paving projects over here uh, by the hospital with the uh, the road that was terrible. That's been fixed. It is That's one of the things that Senator Hensley and I do all the time is we just wear TDOT out because we've got to have more money for our infrastructure to keep things moving forward. And now you've got you know you got you got city councils uh, and planning commissions that are approving what fourteen fifteen thousand homes already already that's you no know, that's I think that's fourteen or fifteen thousand in Columbia and fourteen or fifteen thousand in Spring Hill already already I, approved I think we're talking about thirty thousand right already approved and so we have got to come up with a plan on how we're going to mitigate that not only for schools but just for roads for infrastructure Spring Hill with water Columbia with water. Uh, I know that they're talking about putting the straw down for Columbia Power and Water. I call it a straw. The, the straw down in, in, in Williamsport uh, on the Duck River because there's more tributaries there as there's higher flow. We have got to work, and Senator Hensley and I have talked about this, we've got to work with TVA. We have got to get a guaranteed flow rate for the Duck River into Columbia. There is no guaranteed flow rate because the Columbia Dam was supposed to take care of that. With no Columbia Dam and we get into a water shortage, 
Manchester, Tullahoma, they all have mandates for water flow out of Normandy. Murray County has no 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 mandate for water flow. So there's more to it than just just going up there for, for three months out of the year. It is nonstop. And now we're starting to see, we've all talked about the recession word, and we're starting to see that happen. We're getting more and more unemployment claims right now. And I'm headed to Nashville today. We've got some meetings on gas tax. We've got some meetings on the new Biden administration's uh, uh, mandate on t- t- Title I funding, having to allow boys to go into girls' bathrooms. I mean, we've got, we are under attack in Tennessee. And we've got to go up there and defend Tennessee. Oh, wow. All right. Now, folks, just to recap, I'm trying to pretend like I don't know Scott Specky <laughs> or uh, the district he represents, uh, for those of you who, who may not be familiar. Uh, the 64th uh, House District of Tennessee consists of the city of Columbia and basically eastern Murray County, uh, Cullioca, uh Pottsville, and uh, a lot of Spring Hill. And uh, it's uh, there's a lot going on in that district, a lot of growth. And, uh, of course, it, it, it's, there's just a lot on their plate. Scott, Scott Specky, what, uh, what are you proudest of in your two terms? Oh, my. Well, uh, I guess, I, I, first of all, I carried the legislation to keep boys out of girls' sports. Uh, when I went to college, Title IX was created. And it was important to make sure that girls had the same opportunity as boys to, to participate in sports, but go one step further to be able to secure the scholarships, to be able to go on to play college sports. I just got done watching the girls' college softball championship, packed stadiums everywhere you go. Girls' sports is something that's very important, and we had to make sure that we were protecting the safety and the integrity of the sport, and I carried that bill. That was one of the biggest bills I've ever carried. Also was a, a prime co-sponsor on the literacy bill in education, trying to transform education in Tennessee. The criminal justice bill, the truth and sentencing bill we just passed is a very big bill. If you're a, a violent criminal, you will now serve 100% of your sentence with no options of parole. These are the people who do not need to be in society. They are the people that, are, that disregard law, that disregard life, and, and they need to be behind bars. And then the other one was in health care. Uh, was the uh, shared savings plan? We have been arguing with the uh, federal or with the uh, Department of, of Medicare Medicaid, and we finally convinced them to say, "Let Tennessee do it." And what they do now is they block grant the money down to us for our ten care patients, and we determine how we're going to spend it and how we're going to allocate it and how we're going to improve it, and then whatever savings we we have, we split back with the federal government. It looks like that's going to be close to half a billion dollars which means we're going to be able to take $250 million and put it into 10 care. Those people in Tennessee who need health coverage the most, whose, whose children are at the most at risk, uh, that we're going to be able to expand, expand health care but not have to do it through Obamacare to where we've got the unfunded mandates later on down the line, we'll be able to do it and have the funds to do it recurring so that the people of Tennessee don't have more taxes put on top of them. And we think we'll be able to expand it another hundred to 150,000 people. Wow. All right, Mr. York. Yeah, Scott, I, you know, uh, I know you're a Republican and Mm -hmm. I know you court CPAC, but I have a problem when CPAC takes uh, their convention over to a communist uh, dictatorship of Victor Arbonne uh, and, and, and glow and, and court him. But let's talk about something that I haven't heard anybody talk about or come up with a comprehensive program. Out of all the things you've talked about, the crutch of education 
is teachers. Mm -hmm. What are we doing to get a comprehensive program developed to encourage young people to go in the teaching field and to create teachers? All the monies and programs you got, if you don't have teachers, it's not worth the salt. So what's going on there? That's a great question, and that just spurs another whole whole couple of bills that we've just got done running and some that I've carried. We are revamping our teacher colleges right now to be able to focus more on what we're doing in education, going back to the fundamentals and basics, making sure teachers that when they graduate, they have all the tools necessary, plus a mentor to help them become a good school teacher. Uh, We've also expanded the ability for people who are outside of teaching to now become teachers, uh, career technical parts, or let's say an accountant. Accountant wants to become a math teacher. Uh, There's someone I work out at a local uh, uh, health place over here in Murray County that was a finance planner, and now he's a math teacher at, at, I think, Withorn Middle School. Um, We are trying to expand the opportunities for people to gain access into education. Uh, I'm on Fridays with Ms. Hickman, and she she understands we've got to have more pathways for people to get in education. But then you can't have them start at base level. You can't have an accountant go from making what he makes to making what a base level teacher does. So we passed a bill this year, Mr. York, that accounts for the years of expertise that you have that you bring to the teaching profession to help you start at a higher pay scale. Therefore, you, you're incentivizing people to make that transition. So I, I know we're up against it. I can I can answer the rest of that question. We come back from the break. Let's do that. Let's take a break and come back and Scott finish up there. <clears throat> This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I'm Charlie Norman, proven Murray County experience. That's what I bring to you as the next Murray County Mayor. Having served from 2014 to 2018, I have the hands-on experience needed to bring community, business, and city leaders together to tackle future concerns such as growth, infrastructure, and education, carrying out a strategic plan. We need open and honest communications among our cities, and I will work with all the residents of Murray County, and not just a few. I'm Charlie Norman, your candidate for Murray County Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Charlie Norman, Lyndall B. Fox, Treasurer. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. 
For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event. And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you. For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love. For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field. For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me. For coordinating transportation so I can get focused for the big game. For helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives. Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it. From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in Tennessee for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Being a lifelong resident of Murray County brings an understanding of our community's needs and the issues we face. The challenge? How to manage a growing community while preserving its unique character and traditions. From bettering our children's education to building better infrastructure, we have our work cut out for us. But together, challenges become opportunities. I'm Jason Gillum, Republican candidate to be your state representative in Murray County. And with your vote, I'll be your workhorse on Capitol Hill. Together, we can do better. Paid for by Jason Gillum for state representative, Don Gillum, Treasurer. Welcome back. Juneteenth edition of Three Dudes with a View. I am dude number three, Delta Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How you doing? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. All right. And uh, we've got a regular special guest, too, Carrie Powers, with us. Hello again. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. All right. And we've got three guests. Uh, first of all, from the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce, uh, Becca Melton. 
Good morning. Good morning. And Angela Hardison, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? All right. And uh, State Representative for the 64th District of Tennessee, Scott Sapecki from Kalioka, 64th District being uh, the city of Columbia in eastern Murray County. Uh, Scott is up for re-election this fall. He's running as a Republican candidate for the nomination of uh, the Republican Party to uh, run in the November election. So he, the primary, the primaries are August 4th. The general is uh, November 7th, I think. But it's widely assumed, and I think safely assumed, that whoever the Republican nominee is will be elected in the fall. Uh, Scott Specky, now you were talking about what when we took the break education and trying to attract more teachers and let me let me just wrap it up here on yeah, uh, yeah. to try to finish mr york's question yeah is we also uh, went at this with teacher pay too uh, we in the new funding bill uh, we put an amendment on there myself and chairman haston to make sure that every time that we give a pay increase it bumps the pay scale across the state of tennessee to make sure that we are trying to put as much money to attract as many people in the, in the educational uh, field as we can and then we're also going to look at next year, we've got a bill ready to go that starts to pay teacher bonuses for those teachers that are performing at the highest levels, not only in performance or in proficiency, but also in growth. You've got to get, like if you go down to Nashville, the kids are so far behind. They're, they're two and three grade levels behind. You've got to have teachers that are trying to pull those kids forward as fast as they can to get them on the grade level. And that's, that's another way to reward them is if you're a level four or five teacher in growth, you would get X amount of bonus. And if you're in a Williamson County type atmosphere where it's all proficiency, you could still secure a bonus that way, trying to attract as many people into the profession as we can. But then it goes back to the original statement I made. If we can do more things in education to get better outcomes so kids make better choices, so they have more options in life and we start to take a bite out of the criminal justice budget, we can repurpose that money back into education on the front end to help drive that those numbers even higher. And just continue to work forward as, as we can, not only as a committee, as a general assembly, but as a state with the laser focus on we have to be as good as we possibly can in education because the outcomes of those lead to better circumstances for everybody in Tennessee. There you go. Carrie, did you, you, when, when have you not had something to say about education? I know. I'm so grassroots. I love that we have advocacy at the state and good things. And, I mean, you see the scope so big and so great. I just, um, you know, I want all these things. But when you're talking about these kids graduating and becoming good citizens, I mean, the lack of accountability in our schools, I think, really, can you be a good employee if you're not taught that, you know, you've got to show up. these are the rules obey them to get along and um i really appreciate your advocacy and all you've done in education i think the plan is great i just you know from a grassroots perspective i hope that um murray county is doing right by kids both academically as well as social emotional so one of the bills i carried uh, a year and a half ago was the teachers discipline act which allows a teacher to gain control of their classroom again through discipline if you have a disruptive, a repetitively disruptive student, now we're not talking special ed, they're protected by federal law, but just a kid that just doesn't want to behave in the classroom, that keeps disrupting the classroom, there's a process that the teacher can go through to get that that student permanently removed from their classroom because we've got to get, let's say you got 30 kids in the classroom and you got one kid that just does not want to behave. 
that's disrupting the education of the whole 30 kids. We've got to put that teacher in a position that they can teach the 29 who want to learn. I would love to be sitting in Nashville discussing literacy rates of 95%, wouldn't y'all? I mean, that's, that's where we gotta be, we gotta get to. And I do not accept, I do not accept that we get these reports that tell us that, well, these certain kids just can't learn. And I've heard that from representatives on the House floor, that they're just, there's just certain kids that can't learn. I'm like, no, that's, that's not acceptable to us. We have to get every kid across the finish line because the, the state of Tennessee, and I get phone calls from all over the country from legislators about Tennessee. And, you know, the, 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 there's no state income tax, and it's a great place to live. That's all a given, right? We've created that environment. But they're watching what we're doing in education right now. During the pandemic, we were the only state, and I'm telling you, we were the only state that was aggressive in education. And I think we're going to start to see the dividends on that with more people entering the profession from different avenues. I think we're going to see better discipline in the classrooms. I think we're going to see better results as we focus on the fundamentals and basics to now gain not only not only expressing an idea, but the students gaining knowledge, depth, and understanding. That's how you know something. So there you go, Mr. York. But, but Scott, uh, the big problem is not necessarily removing that student from the classroom because they normally put them in another class when you got several kids that have disrupted behavior. The key is to devise a method, an IEP, that will deal with that child's issues. That's correct. And, 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 that- and then move forward on an individual basis. We don't have enough teachers as it is, and I don't see how it's going to be done in many classrooms. Murray County was minus teachers last year. So how is that going to work out? Uh, in terms of your legislation. Absolutely. So what we've done is we put more more money into mental health, $200 million right now into mental health to help hire more professionals. We've decreased the student ratios for social workers in our schools. So now our, now our locals are going to have more money for these social workers that are professionals that can come in and help these kids. We've created more training for our teachers not to be social workers, but to understand and look for the signs of a student that's in trouble and refer them and get them the proper help. In the Teachers Discipline Act, like you talk about the IEP, the Individual Education Plan, it talks about that, that you have to bring all these people together, focusing on what the needs of of, our, of the student and put them in the best educational situation they can. It might be that they just want to be home with mom and dad, and they can go home and learn virtually if they have to. It's whatever is best for that student. But Scott, I've seen even in, in the present IDEA program, there's a hard time in many counties in getting kids in the right place with an IEP. There's a, there's a, I don't know what it is. There's a, a, a resistance for parents to have consultation, discussions with teachers about their child, and to get him on a program. It's like they refuse to do it until it, it's at the end. So if you create another program to do the same thing. Is that going to be stymied also? Well, no, th- Mr. York, th- let's, let's, let's clarify, though. Now, you, you talked about a, a, a IEP and a something. IDA. Something. Yeah, that's the uh, program for 504. It's a, federal, it's a federal plan. Yeah. What's it's it for? But that's a whole different – respectfully, that's a whole different issue, and that's part of the problem of education. Like, what is – what's the kid got going on at home? Is it supportive? Is it not supportive? And, I mean, you, you cannot – I mean, so – 
you're right. I mean, if you've got a parent that's not going to show up to talk about an IEP, I mean, what's the now, school these system going to do? Showing up, though, Carrie. Well, well, you just said it. What if the pa- but you just said so- I thought I misunderstood that. Well, wait, I thought wait, you wait, said wait, 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 several parents up. that showed up, tried to get their kid into a program, tried to get the IEP, tried to get the teacher to follow IEP, and they had no luck. No response. All right, all right, all right. Well, IEP is what? Individual education plan. And when, when does that occur? What well, triggers that? Well, whenever they have, whenever they have an evaluate, they, they evaluate students all the time. They watch them. The teachers watch them. Uh, they watch for performance issues. They watch for behavior issues. And then they'll make a referral to someone to look at the child to see is there something here? Is there something that, that's causing an, an educational issue? And that can be a high or low. Right. It's not only low. Right. And, and, and you, you have exceptional kids that need different environments. And so it's, it's a program that they look at to try to look at the, the student as a whole individual, trying to make sure that there's nothing prohibiting them from learning. And if there is, try to remediate that to the best way possible. And, um, and, and I agree with you, Mr. York. I mean, we need more professionals, and that's why we've passed legislation in the last couple of years to open the doors to get more people involved in education. We've look. You can spend you can spend thirty seven thousand dollars a year incarceration, or we can spend thirty seven thousand dollars a year, or even less than that, on the front end in education. I I choose to do it on the front end and invest more money on the front end. Well, and am I just being optimistic? I mean, I feel like teachers just got right. Teacher shortage, fact. But, you know, I think there are a lot of teachers that say, oh, my gosh, I can't do this anymore. I'm about to, you know, move on. But I think teacher raises. I mean, I'm. this is optimistic, right? Like, I think some teachers that were, I know of a really good level five teacher that was going to retire and she decided, hey, what the heck? I'm, you know, I can make $10,000 more. I'm going to stick around. So, I mean, let, there is some optimism here, right? Yes. That hopefully we are retru- recruiting people and also that we are retaining people and the more qualified, motivated adults we have, hopefully the better we can serve kids. Like, well, the convers- I've, the convers- I've got to cling to some optimism, otherwise public schools will make me lose my mind. <laughs> so in- including Murray County, I've talked to 37 school districts across the state. I, I don't just look at Murray County because you can't. It's-, it's a unique situation here in Murray County, but everybody has their unique situations. Urban, rural, suburban, right? Uh, uh, East Tennessee, West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. And so you try to get this big snapshot of where we are in education. And the bills that we've just got done passing these last two years, all of them but one of them, the 22 22 bills that I passed, 18 of them been in education, all but one of those came from conversations with teachers. There you go. All with and, and, all, all with teacher conversations. All right, and and let's circle back here, Scott Speaker. You are a candidate for re-election as the Republican candidate for uh, Tennessee State House District sixty four, Eastern Murray County, downtown Columbia. Uh, am I hearing between the lines that if you are re-elected, your passion will be education? Absolutely, I think that solves so many of our problems here in in, in Tennessee. Um, you know, criminal justice, the average reading level of someone incarcerated in our penitentiary on the female side is third grade, on the, fir- on the male side is first grade. Let that sink in for a second. What, what opportunities, what options did they have in life? They don't. People that, that normally are on 10 care for long periods of time, educational, is very low. We have got to turn that around. And the way you turn it around is not by no child left behind, Right. You've got to you've got to gain accountability back into the classrooms. Let me tell you something. Every teacher out there is going to nod their heads when I tell them we hold them accountable with their pay. 
our kids need to be held accountable for, for their effort, too. Okay. You, uh, other priorities, what would they be? Well, uh, the other priority is criminal justice. We have to continue to move forward on that. The people that have done something stupid in life that made a mistake, we need to get them transitioned back into, back into society as quick as we can. Just made a bad mistake. The people that are dangerous to us, we've just taken care of that with truth and sentencing. They will behind bar, be behind bars for a long time. Uh, we've just uh, put into budget money for 200 more state troopers to help address drugs. Drugs coming across our border out of Oklahoma and Texas is atrocious right now. Fentanyl is everywhere. We, we hired 200, we're going to hire 200 more state troopers. We're, we're going to get this under control. There we go. All right. Scott Specky, candidate for uh, 64th District House here in Murray County. Becca Melton and Angela Hardison, tell us what's happening in Spring Hill this coming Saturday. Well, we got Experience Spring Hill, the event, on Saturday, June 25th from 10 to 2 at Summit High School. Come on out. It's free. There we go. It's free, 10 to 2. And it's air-conditioned. And for more information, go to? <laughs> ExperienceSpringHill.com. Okay. All sorts of fun things happening. All right, folks. Happy Juneteenth to you. Thanks to our guest today. Um, it's going to be an interesting summer, Scott. Yes, uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of the more heated political seasons that I can recall. And uh, the, the weather's going to be as hot as politics. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate you allowing me coming on today and talk oh, about this. You know how passionate I am about this. Well, I know. I know. And said, Scott's making folks is a friend of this station. Um, and he really does an awesome job of keeping us and our listeners informed about what's going on on Capitol Hill. Um, and I've been in the media business a lot of years, and I've not had a politician do that job so well. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. We're out of here, folks. Tomorrow. Have a great Juneteenth celebration, everybody. Have a great day. Have Ron a great Hart- day. Ron Hart Tuesday tomorrow.